Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Carl Thomas, and he is an ordained pastor, uh, nationally certified neuro health coach, and he started a 501c3 nonprofit called Live Free Ministries. Now, Triple X Church is a ministry project of that organization. That's what we're going to speak about today specifically. Triple X Church, what is it? Who is it helping? What is it helping them solve? Call spent 15 years in the for-profit sector before translating, transitioning to full-time ministry to help individuals who feel trapped and stuck by their pornography use. Yes, BC Nation, I'm doing another show on pornography. Why? Because it's epidemic in the Christian population. Let's be real about it. Men are using it. Women are using it. And it's taking out families. Kids are using it starting at the age of 8, 9, and 10 years old. It's horrific. So we need to address this and stop acting like it doesn't exist. We got to speak about it. What's the problem? Why is it happening? What's the solution? How do we get finally set free? So if you're looking for freedom, if you're a freedom seeker, this is your episode. Grab your pen and paper. Call's about to drop some wisdom and solutions for you. Now, his knowledge and advice comes from his own 20 years of experience as a former porn addict and freedom seeker. Now, after seven years of building and leading small groups online, an online recovery-focused small groups program, Carl launched Live Free Ministries and created the Live Free Community app to help uh, bridge the gap between millions of men who want help but lack the safe and supportive community needed to find real freedom. Let's be real, men. Y'all feel shame out there. I know when I was struggling with this, I felt shame. I didn't want anybody to know this, especially in my professional life. And the enemy will use that shame to keep us enslaved. So later, Carl also launched Live Free Wives, a free support community for spouses who need help as well. Carl's passion for helping individuals find freedom, peace, and purpose is only matched by his New Jersey directness. Love that. Uh, His love for family, devotion to Philadelphia sports teams, and infatuation with his white Jeep Wrangler. 
You can find him at triplexchurch.com, triplexchurch, so that's three X's, church.com, or livefreecommunity.org, livefreecommunity.org. Carl, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead, take 30 seconds, uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, I was I was pretty thorough. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was in the insurance business for many, many years, ran an insurance agency, actually got out of that and transitioned into ministry working for Triple X Church. So that was nine years ago. Uh, I did all sorts of things with them, ran all their websites, marketing management, marketing manager, uh, was your small groups online program director, uh, taught the X3 Pure video course at one point, and then I was the COO even of their operations for about a year or so. Mm. And then in 2019, right around the same time that the original founder, Craig, had stepped away uh, to do other things and left the ministry or transitioned it to some other couple, I also stepped away and started Live Free Community acquired, you know, with, with their permission, acquired the small groups program, brought that in, uh, launched the app. And then we've been rocking and rolling with that for about a year and a half. And then in March, I reached out to Craig and said, Hey, you know, you guys aren't doing much with triple X church at this point. How about we take a crack at it? So we, we worked a deal and now that's part of our ministry as well. And so Triple X Church, people get all confused sometimes because they think like it's a company and this, and it's like, that doesn't work like that in a nonprofit world. Uh, Live Free Ministries is the umbrella organization. It is a nonprofit organization. And then all these different things are projects, right? So Triple X Church is honestly, at the end of the day, it's a trade name. It's a website. It's a brand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not an actual company. I, I tell people I'm the CEO of it because it's just too complicated to explain, you know, but it's like, I'm the CEO of a website, big deal, right? Uh, but, you know, what's great about Triple X Church is with Live Free, we're really super focused on, and even Live Free Wise, we're super focused on the recovery uh, aspects of this whole thing, right? H how do we help men find freedom? And so the men we're dealing with primarily are guys that have gotten at least somewhat serious enough to start looking at solutions or options, right? Triple mm. X Church I don't want to call it an awareness thing because I'm not a big, personally, I'm not a big fan of awareness programs. It's like, okay, hey, you're aware of the problem. That doesn't help anybody. We got to fix it. Um, not bash. I'm just saying that's just not my, that's not my John, as they say in Philly. Mm -hmm. But uh, Triple H Church is kind of like, we're more about, hey, let's, let's push the conversations. Let's get it out there. Because the more we start talking about it, um, the, the less, like you said, shameful we are about these topics, the more men and women are going to be willing to start dipping their toes in the water. Hey, how do I get help? Oh, hey, have you checked this out? Have you checked that out? And so I would say AAA Church is more about starting the conversations, yeah. pointing people to the right communities and resources, and then Live Free is like, okay, hey, now that you've gotten here, let's, let's help you do this thing, right? So that's kind of awesome. a relationship at this point. Yeah, thanks for walking us through that uh, very clearly. Uh, go ahead and take a minute uh, and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. 
something personal about me that very few people, I'm a pretty transparent guy. Uh, so most people know, I don't really, I, my wife wants to kick me sometimes because she's like, you didn't have to tell them that. I'm like, ah, like, I don't care. Um, All right. Give us something yeah, your wife is going to kick you for. <laughs> oh, that's, that's probably not a good idea. Um, let me see something personal about me. Uh, well, I mean, well, most people know I like, uh, I'm a big fitness guy. I like, to, I like to work out a lot. I'm really big on my health. Um, but I guess I'd say most people don't realize how guarded I am about protecting personal time, family time. So mm -hmm. it, it's probably hurt me professionally, you know, to some degree, because I'm not the guy that'll work 60, 70 hours a week. I don't care how much you pay me. I'm not interested in it. Um, you know, I like money just as much as the next guy, but it's not a motivator for me. So to me, it's like, no, if it's going to cut in on my family time, if it's going to cut in on me being able to go outside and shoot hoops with my kid, I'll pass. Right. So I'm really yeah. protective about that. I'm really guarded about that. I don't go telling everybody about that, but sometimes it might come across as like, Hey, why aren't you available? Or why aren't you willing to take this on? It's like, no, cause it's too many hours. I'm not lazy, but it's just going to cut in on the stuff that I really value. And uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a value proposition I'm, I'm interested in entertaining at this point. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, another way to reframe it that I see, it's like, hey, it's not that you're not available. You are available, but you're available for your family first. And that, and that changes the <laughs> to perspective. To the right people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so let's speak about um, the struggle that we see uh, just becoming more and more epidemic across both genders here. Um, now men predominantly, uh, this has been going on for generations. Okay. There's, there's nothing new here. Uh, but there is a widespread availability of the worst of the worst, uh, pornographic, uh, videos, images, uh, now readily available at our fingertips that are glued to our phones 24 seven. Um, is it possible for men to break free? permanently from their porn or sexual addictions yes or no and why why do yeah you i hope that? so because <laughs> i hope so because that would be bad for me um you know i just speak from experience it's been a decade for me and um yeah i don't i don't i remember it was funny but you asked her yes or no so the answer is yes but i could tell you that two three years into my whatever you want to call it we had a conversation before we got on about sobriety and freedom, but like for lack of a better words, two or three years into my sobriety, right. I hadn't looked at porn in a while. Remember I was getting ready for work. This is before I was in ministry. And uh, I remember like getting into the shower and just the realization hit me. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't think about porn every morning, you know, cause like most of all my life, right? That topic had crossed my mind in some capacity, right? It was either, hey, I wonder when I can look at it today, or hey, I hope I don't look at it today, or hey, I hope my wife doesn't find out I looked at it today, right? It was like, it was always on my mind in on some level, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, holy crap, like this is not, this isn't, this isn't in my headspace right now. I'm thinking about coffee and, you know, when I'm going to go to the gym later or, you know, what I got to do at work or, like, and like, gosh, with that realization, like that was that like really capsulated what freedom was like. 
Cause yeah. I'm like this, this, it's not that I'm, it's not even just that I'm not looking at it. And it's not even that I'm not quote unquote tempted by it. And I'm not gonna say I'm not tempted by sexual sites or sure. sexual imagery, you know, that's ridiculous, but it's that it's just not, it's like, Oh, it's out there. I'm aware of it. So what? Right. Um, I like the way you said, I don't that. go eat at McDonald's, but you know, McDonald's is out there. I don't go eat there. I'm not bashing them, but like, just cause they're around the corner doesn't mean I got to go eat a big Mac. I don't, it's not, it's not on my to-do list today. I don't even think about it. So mm. yeah, it's absolutely possible. I think, thank you for that. I think that's a tipping point, right? Uh, for many men is where it's out there. It's external from them. It was external from you rather than internal, which had been your whole life, right? That thought, that presence just in there, that conversation around porn, whatever it was, trying to break away from it or trying to get into it or get more of it, uh, depending on where you were in the journey. And I, I also believe that that's what freedom does look like. Uh, it's where you're no longer uh, even focused on it anymore, right? In the business world, we know whatever you focus on, often you attract more of in your life. So if that's constantly in your brain, porn, 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 and you're focused on it, you're attracting it more and more into your life. So you were set free where it wasn't even something your brain was focused on anymore. Hence the struggle lightened, lessened, um, or totally disappeared. What was the uh, the pivot point, the tipping point? What was that uh, thing that caused it to leave your brain and no longer uh, take residence up in the, your headspace? Well, that's a. I'll try to keep this short because that's kind of a broad conversation. But um, I had been. I had looked a porn struggled with it on some level for all my life, pretty much. Right. Uh, even before, yeah, I remember 14, four modems. So that kind of dates me, you know? Uh, but gosh, I went through most of my twenties and even early thirties at this kind of like in that stage of like, yeah, I look at porn and who cares? Like I enjoy it and I'm not going to stop. Right. Uh, even after I got married, which is messed up, but it's kind of where I was. Um, then I went through like a good, once my, I told my wife about it and everything and started like kind of coming back to my faith. Um, then I went through like this whole, oh gosh, I really need to stop it. But I didn't really put this, I didn't really take the steps needed or put the work in. Um, that was a big thing. I just was hoping it would go away, which is ridiculous because it just doesn't go away on its own. That's like going uh, to the gym and, and hoping you get fit, you know, but not yeah, actually yeah, using I'm the look at that dumbbell until my bicep grows. Right. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like it doesn't work like that, but it's like, Oh, Hey, I, I'm going to just try. And you, you go four days and then you fall, you go two days, you fall, you go a week, maybe if you're lucky. Um, but then like I had, uh, actually had a friend of mine who's, who, he's a friend now he was a guest speaker at a church come and talk about being all in for god and right at that time i was also feeling like i was supposed to head into some sort of ministry but i didn't know exactly what that looked like so i had enrolled in liberty uh for their online um seminary program strictly because i just feel like if you're going to go into any sort of profession let's just call it that you should have some sort of cred right some sort of background authority you don't you don't just talk talk out your butt right so i was like hey look i'm gonna go i'm gonna do the work right so and 
all that was kind of like coming to a head. I just connected with a really good, like my first solid accountability partner, a younger guy actually from my church um, that we were good friends. So we were meeting regularly and talking and it just, so it all kind of came together at the right time. And then I went on a, we call it a missions trip with Triple X Church, uh, which was, uh, they were partnering with a local church to do this trip, which happened to be led by the guy that guest spoke at our church. And so I reached out to this guy. His name is Jeff Perkoski. Uh, plug for Jeff. He's got a great book called Wife Magnet. And uh, I said, hey, you think I could be on the team? And dude, I don't know what the heck he was thinking. I tell him that to this day. I'm like, dude, you knew I struggled with porn. What were you thinking? He's like, I don't know. It just slipped my mind. But he said, yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. And my wife's like, you really think it's a good idea that, you know, you struggle with porn, you're going to a porn show to hand out Bibles. I'm like, yeah, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. And she's like, all right, I support you, but I think it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably crazy, but I know it's a God thing. Cause I didn't lie or manipulate my way into it. It just kind of all happened. Right. It fell into my lap. Everything happened easily. And uh, I went to the training that night and got talking with a guy who um, worked for the ministry at the time. And asked him what he did. And he said, Oh yeah, I do this and that. And, uh, I also work with a lot of pastors. And I said, Oh, how's that? And he's like, that's not great. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Like, well, could you elaborate? I can see that, but elaborate. Right. And, uh, he said, yeah, well, you know, I'm working with pastors that are dealing with porn and I'm sitting there telling him like, Hey dude, maybe you need to step down or step back for a season until you get this thing under control. And that doesn't go over too well. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he starts talking about Titus and Thessalonians and all these verses about the qualification of an elder. And it's all stuff I had read, but just completely gone over. And uh, dude, it was like a complete light switch, a punch in the face, a brick to the head, whatever you want to call it. Um, it just hit me. I was like, whoa, this young guy, he was younger than me. This young guy, basically, without even knowing it, just said to me, hey, Carl, what are you doing? Like, you're dropping all this money on seminary to pursue a calling, and you're not even ready for it. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and man, that just changed my whole perspective, because like, all of a sudden, it wasn't about like, oh, hey, I stopped thinking about the benefits or disadvantages of using a porn on a short-term basis. Like, hey, do I go have an orgasm and feel shame, or do I not have an orgasm and not feel shame? And started thinking about like, my life, right? Like, hey, do I go have an orgasm and put off my life plans? Mm. Or do I pursue the thing I really want to go after and blow this off because it's really not that big a deal? And so that's just, I don't know, there was a shift in my thinking, I started thinking that way. And like I said, uh, earlier, I think, um, yeah, it just the decision making aspects of it, um, the you know, not going just with what I felt in the moment, but actually thinking through things critically, that all changed for me. And that's really, that's really what helped me maintain in the early days, what I would call sobriety, not necessarily freedom, right? It was like, right. the thought would come in, hey, you can look at look at porn, do I really want to? No, that's, I want this more, forget that, right? But then over time, your brain starts to heal, and these things start to go away. Uh, and then I also started gaining some emotional healing and starting realizing some of the things that were going through me. So it was like, it was a long process, you know, but. Yeah. Thank you uh, for walking us through that story, Carl, because what I take from that, and I hope uh, BC nation, you hear this as well, is that that individual, that uh, younger man that God placed in your life, Carl, uh, he challenged you unknowingly, like you said, uh, to come up with a bigger why, 
uh, for ending the porn addiction, not just a why of like, I don't want to feel shame anymore. So I'm not going to do it. That's not a big enough why it only lasts temporary, but to give you a bigger why of you're like holding off the rest of your life. You're like, you're, you're choosing this porn and this shame rather than the, the great plan God has for the rest of your life. Well, that's a bigger why altogether. So I, I really get that, uh, that challenge and inspiration to think bigger about your whole life. You're putting on hold for this temporary satisfaction, this temporary release. Did I get yeah, that I- correct? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly it. We, uh, we, we have something called the 10 day freedom from porn action plan that we give away for free. It's like an, an e-course, if you will, it's all via delivered via email, PDFs, things like that. Um, and we give it away on livefreecommunity.org. And we also, uh, you can sign up for it on triplexchurch.com, either one, but you know, it's like 10 days. And it's like, we tell guys, like when they come in, it's like, Hey, this is not like your cure for porn. This is like 10 things you, 10 steps we're going to take you through to help you realize what you need to do to build a, to build an action plan for recovery, for freedom. Right. And so day one is, is called brutal honesty. And it's just basically like, do you really want this or not? Right. Um, But then day two is it's finds your why. And yeah, we plug Simon Sinek's book. He's like one of my favorite writers, thinkers, influencers. And we plug his book and we tell him like, Hey, like read Simon's book, watch this video. Like, this is key. Find your why, you know, and when you know your why, now it's going to be a lot easier to figure out your goals and your values, right? But if your why is like this moving target and you don't even know what it is, how the heck are you going to build a list of goals or values? Because, I mean, you got to start with the why, you know, it's, Mm. it's so huge. I think that's a powerful point that aimless men and women will fall constantly for anything. Uh, They'll fall constantly back into the addiction, back into the porn, because they don't have that target in front of them that they're moving towards. Yeah. Yeah. And Simon, like he talks about it on a life level, which I think is you've got to have your life. Why don't get me wrong. Um, But I think you can take that principle in other areas as well. You know, whether it's porn addiction or like I tell, I, I use, fitness and gym analogies all the time. Cause it's just weird how so much of the principles you learn, you know, with like a good healthy lifestyle apply to like a recovery lifestyle as well. It's like they, they mirror each other in so many ways. And so I use like that as an example all the time. Like, listen, if you're just, if the only reason you're going to the gym is because, well, I'm just trying to lose a few pounds or like, oh, I just want to have bigger arms. Like that's probably not going to, last very long right but if it's like no you know what i need to stay in good shape and eat right because i want to live longer because you know at age 50 i want to be able to go out and play basketball with my son and still beat him you know right like when those are your goals man it's so much easier to wake up in the morning even when you don't feel like it you're like gosh coffee and a donut sounds really good right now but that's not going to help me you know that's not going to help me with my big my big why, right? I need to get my butt to the gym. Uh, and, and so that, that's it. You know, it's, it's so huge and it applies not just on, you know, life-wise, but like in all areas of your life, you got to have a bigger, a bigger why than just, well, I just want to stop. 
or I just want to start, right? That's not going to sustain you. Mm. All right, BC Nation, calls challenging you right now, pen and paper in your hand. Ask yourself, what is my why that's bigger than my porn? What is my why for my life that's bigger than my porn? Like what's going to get you to stop? What's bigger? Um, And take that to God if you struggle with that. Like sit in silence with your creator. He knows your heart. He made it. He made your life. He's got a plan for your life. So he knows what that why is. Ask him to give it to you and make sure that it's big enough, right? To, to sustain and to last. Carl, what have we not discussed so far that you feel is essential to tell men listening, to tell that one man who doesn't think it's possible for him to break porn because he's tried so many times before and it's failed over and over again. He sees other people break free from it. He thinks it's possible for them, but not for him. He thinks he's stuck with this the rest of his life. There's no way out. What do you want to say to this man that like just punches him in the throat <laughs> to really like <laughs> hit him, hit him with some truth? What do you got? Yeah. Um, yeah. Punch him in the face and hug him afterwards. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, dude, it's all, it's a shame thing. Like shame, you know, people say, Hey, if I have to encapsulate what live free and triple X church is about, we're in the shame busting business, right? Even, even beyond the recovery business, right? We're in like, no, like we got to get the shame out of this stuff because if you're feeling shame, it just jacks up everything. Uh, you know, I'm, in fact, I'm, working on a book that's supposed to be out, I think next year, I mean, with the publisher tomorrow, but that's the whole subject of the book is shame, right? It's like, hey, what are the effects of shame? Where do we see it in our culture? And and how do we get past it? And, um, you know, like I'm reading through journals and all these scientific academic things. And it's just like, yeah, like it's not just experiential. Like the, the guys out there with a bunch of PhDs, right? Way more, I don't have any. So you know, even one's more than what I have, but you know, they all say the same thing. Like, no, shame cripples you. And it, and it makes you think that like, you can't do what you can easily do. Right. So it's like, you got to get past the shame, but the trick then is how do you do that? And the, the first thing you need to do is you got to get the guts, you know, at least in the beginning to just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to talk to somebody about this. I'm going to I'm going to seek out a first step or I'm going to, I'm not going to worry about the embarrassment that comes along with it. Or the fact that somebody might not want to shake my hand at church. That's a masturbation joke, by the way. Um, I got it. But you know, it's like, (laughs) but you know, it's just like, dude, you got to get past that. And and that's why uh, with triple H church, like if you follow our, our, if you read through our site, follow our blog posts, like that's a consistent theme we hit time after time after time. And it's like, man, we got to talk about this stuff like it's just stuff, right? Um, and we challenge church culture all the time because it's like, man, you can have your financial seminars and, you know, this and that. And overweight guy has no problem coming up to me in church and be like, boy, I need to work out. Like, yeah, you do, right? They don't have a problem with that. But like the minute you bring up porn, masturbation, penis, you know, these like things we laughed about when we were in, in kindergarten. I, that's crazy. We can't talk about that. It's like, dude, like 
you're 45 years old. You're not that kindergartner anymore. This is an adult topic. It's not that big a deal. Like we all have the same equipment and we all have the same struggles. Like let's just talk about it like real men and not worry about it. Right. So you gotta, you gotta get past that. And in the beginning, like admittedly, it's not easy and we don't make it easy because we don't entertain these conversations in culture, uh, specifically in church culture, particularly like, so you gotta be the guy to push the topic sometimes and just say, Hey, I'm just going to step outside my box and swing. And if I miss, then I miss, but I got to go for it. Cause that's the only way um, that's the first step to getting past that shame aspect. And then once you get past that shame aspect, man, things can start to unlock for you. Right. But if you don't get past the shame, you're, you're uh, up, up poops Creek. Shall we say, I'll keep it PG. Thanks for that. So shame is the <laughs> name of the game and shame is what keeps you in the porn game men out there. It's shame that locks you in. So Carl is challenging you, all of us, to take that one step to eradicate the power, the the heaviness of the shame in your life right now. And the first step is to get out of the isolation. How do you get out of the isolation? You ask for help. This is an essential part of any type of recovery, uh, which is to get yourself into community. The way you get yourself into community is you go ask, hey, I need help. I need help. Who do you know that can help me? What's a group I can join? Who are other men struggling with this? And again, listen, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the shame was even more prevalent because like, if you were struggling with porn, like there was something wrong with you, like in the world's eyes and perception, you were weird. But now it's so epidemic that the shame is almost illogical because it's just millions of men and women are struggling with this. So to, to feel shame or to feel like I'm the only one struggling with it is, is not even a logical thought anymore. So take that risk, take that one step, ask someone at your church, someone you trust, tell them what you're struggling with and ask them where you should go. What do you want to say to them, Carl? Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like, it's, I forgot what show I was watching the other day. Uh, my wife is watching reruns of Friends with her, with my daughter. Like they're kind of mommy-daughter bonding. She's a teenager, so we didn't let her watch that when she was 10. But anyway, but it's just like watching popular entertainment and some of these shows that we, like porn is a punchline. Like uh, I was listening to sports radio the other day and uh, the hosts were talking about how like, well, well how <laughs> it's like the subject was, Hey, what's lost its luster. And the guy's like, well, I think porn's lost its luster. And the other guys were like, I don't know about that. He's like, well, playboys lost its luster porn has. And they were like, it's like, a, it's not that big a deal. Right. But we still treat it like it is, but guys, people are talking about it in every day. Like it's just a fact of life, you know? And so, um, yeah, you need to step up. And I mean, that's where, you know, with live free, with the live free community app, that was the, honestly, that was the whole, that was the entire thought process behind that thing. Because, you know, working in this industry or ministry, whatever you want to call it, cranking out workshops, um, accountability filtering software, even our small groups program, like, honestly, like these resources from a porn sufferer's perspective, and I know, because I was that guy, right? Who's at the beginning of the journey, like the the very, very beginning, right? Man, all those things, they require from your perspective a lot, right? It's like, oh, I either got to tell somebody, I got to find an accountability partner. That's pretty scary. Um, 
I don't care if the workshop's 99 bucks. In your mind, you failed a billion times. So why are you going to waste $99 just to fail a billion and one, right? Like, it's just a waste of money, like in your mind. And so I was like, how do we get people plugged in to this process? Easy, right? How do we lower, lower the hurdle, lower the bar, give them the lowest bar possible? Like, hey, man, just, just clear this and we'll get you going. And that was the whole idea. It's like a low cost community support based app where people could sign up anonymously. Like basically our app follows all the follows all the reasons that porn is so popular, right? It's it allows an anonymity. I mean, people sign up with the names, but you can put in any name if you want, right? It allows anonymity. It's always accessible and it's affordable. I mean, that's the three reasons that porn is so prevalent, right? So we follow that same model. Like you can sign up. You don't need to tell anybody about it. But once you're in, there's over a thousand men in there all on the same journey, all dealing with the same stuff. You can find support. You can you know, in this place, you can talk about your struggles and you're not going to get condemned. You're not going to get judged. You might get challenged a little bit, probably by me, but you know, it's good, right? It's healthy. It's not like, oh, dude, you're a scumball. It's like, hey, man, have you thought about this? Right. And then, yeah, how do we, how do we just give people the maximum value we can? So monthly teachings and weekly teachings and like six or seven free courses. And like, so we just throw everything at them in the hopes that eventually, they're going to start to realize that this thing isn't that scary after all. And now, Hey, maybe I can go to a counselor or, Hey, maybe I can go to a small group or whatever, you know, like I've been doing this for a year on this online community is really not that bad after all. I think I can go farther. Right. And that was the whole, that was the whole concept behind the, behind what we did. I really get that. And I think that's super wise that you created an app that gets them to just step into the gym. Right. It's like, hey, you don't yeah. have to work out yet, but come to the gym. This is where all the people just like you are hanging out at this gym. This is your gym. We're going to talk about the equipment. We're going to tell you the benefits of the equipment. You don't have to try the equipment yet, but you may get inspired when you see other guys doing it and getting results to use the equipment. Right. So I really get that. Carl, do you have uh, maybe one success story you could share uh, before and after with a guy in the community? Name him Bob. Um, and just tell us his before and after story that you got to uh, witness or participate in, would you? Yeah, man, I got, dude, I got so many, but I guess the, the one that probably stands out the most only because he leads for us now is that we had a guy, he's 60 some years old, you know, so that's, that's pretty incredible right there. Cause most guys, by the time you're in your sixties, you're thinking like, dude, this is the, the boat, the boat's gone on this one. I'm not. It's, it's hopeless, right? Um, 67 years old, married, has kids, has dealt with not just porn, but same-sex attraction porn, which is like that, not shame, saying it should yeah, be. shame amplified. But it's shame, yeah, it's shame 10x, right? Mm -hmm. um, came in, uh, just started interacting, super engaged, and like he's posting these like, epiphanies and these things and then he eventually signed up for one of our our online small groups and man this this guy just started kicking butt right and um he's a leader in the community guys all know him by name they message him he's actually mentoring a few guys now um, now he leads three two or three small groups for us 
Like, it's just an amazing journey uh, that I've seen this guy go down from, you know, weekly porn user dealing with this, dealing with that to like now this guy who leads groups, his marriage is on fire. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And, and that's just one of many I've seen. But that one, that one stands out, I think, primarily because of, again, he actually leads now for us. Uh, and the age, to me, the age is a thing, you know, like seeing a millennial break the shame isn't, in my opinion, as shocking because we're dealing with a younger culture that's a lot more open about everything, especially mm -hmm. with sexuality. But a 60 some year old guy, like, dude, like that's he's a different come generation. Up, yeah, man, he's, he's come up with a mindset that is hard, hard, hard to come against. Right. And so to see this guy just own it is pretty shocking. Um, so that's, that's probably one of our best ones, but that's a, that's a good one. Thank you for sharing that story. Uh, for the spouses of porn users, uh, those that are addicted to porn, um, sometimes the spouses are participating because the other spouse who has the issue or the struggle, uh, it's almost a way for them to bond with them to connect with them. Well, if this is what he's interested in, well, then this is how I'm going to feel close with my husband rather than him keeping me away from it. Let me join him in it. Um, what is the harm uh, in that type of scenario, in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, we see less of that than just spouses that are just ready to check out because they're, you know, they just have so much, angst and anger and frustration with their husbands. Well, I mean, it, it could go both ways. Don't get me sure. wrong, but I'm just saying from what we see. Um, but in terms of like what you're saying, I, I it does happen. I know people um, where that's happening. I don't think they're Christians per se, but mm. I know that's happening. Um, and the, the problem with that is it's, it's the same problem that would be if you're just dealing with a single person is just the fact that like, Porn, uh, let's not pretend like porn doesn't offer the user some sort of value, right? It does offer value. It's not a, it's not a great value, but kind of like, again, the Big Mac, right? Like it offers nutrition. It'll kill you eventually, but it, it does offer some nutrition. There is some nutritional value there, right? You can technically live off of Big Macs. So same thing, like porn offers sexual release, being able to escape. It offers you some value. We can't pretend like it doesn't. Um, but one thing it never offers, uh, it's not going to build intimacy, right? Like you're bringing like a third party into a relationship that's not meant for three parties. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're just enabling it uh, in those types of situations. Often you'll see the spouses, they get hooked eventually. Uh, and, you know, so they're bonding with the wrong thing. They're bonding with the screen or the actress or whatever, and they're not bonding with each other. And like, how's that help your marriage, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. trying to build intimacy, then you need to build intimacy with each other, not with, uh, not with like a computer screen in between the two of you. What, va uh, what advice do you have for a spouse whose um, husband or wife uh, is struggling with porn and just doesn't seem to be able to stop or is not willing to stop and it's hurting that spouse? Yeah, that's a, man, that's a loaded question and it's tricky. Um, 
I mean, we run into this all the time. Uh, not all the time, but we run into this quite a bit. And the reality is, I think if, you know, if it was my daughter, right. Um, and she was married to a man who was dealing with this stuff and he had no desire to stop and basically told her like, I'm not stopping. I'd be like, you need to peace out. <laughs> like I would just say that, right. Like I think biblically even, uh, and there's a lot of kind of messed up teaching on divorce and this and that, but like even biblically, Jesus talks about like fidelity and stuff. And I'm not saying that's the best thing. I, you know, I definitely think that it's better to see a couple who can walk through restoration together. I definitely think grace is superior to, to ghost in the guy. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, when we're talking about grace versus leaving, it's, Hey, do I show this guy grace? Who's trying. Right. But like when you're dealing with somebody who's non-repentant, doesn't give a crap, has no intention of stopping, thinks you're the nuts one. What do you do? Like, mm. and I'm just saying, that's what I would tell my wife. I know there's people that theologically would disagree with that, but I, I would feel hundred percent confident be like, no, this guy abandoned the marriage a long time ago. Um, he just didn't do it legally. You know, you need to, you need to go. I'm not saying you just do it without telling him. You just say, Hey, look, I love you. Um, but I need to know that, that you, that you love me enough back to stop this thing. Cause this is not helping our marriage. And like, if this is a bigger priority than me, then uh, there's not much to work on. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And I definitely think that's a valuable perspective. I also agree. It, that's, it, it's an extreme uh, perspective and you're right. There's people that would challenge biblically uh, the basis of that. Um, if I may, I'd like to uh, just share with you, BC Nation, uh, another perspective. Uh, this was with one of the clients that I was working with who was married to a, a, her husband um, and, and battled porn uh, addiction for years and years. And she just felt so uh, isolated from him, uh, so distant in the marriage uh, and so replaceable, really. Um, that he would look at screens and choose screens, photoshopped images on screens over his real wife laying next to uh, him. And obviously their sexual intimacy uh, was not even present uh, going on years um, because of that. And, you know, we did an extreme thing and I'd love to get your perspective on this, Carl. Um, I gave her uh, an uncommon advice and I said, listen, you and your husband were married in the church in the eyes of God. Yes. She's like, yes. I was like, okay. So then the Bible says, God says that you are one flesh now, right? So it's you, your husband and God. There is a covenant there. Okay. So if your husband's tapped out and he's imprisoned and just overpowered by that addiction, okay. You being his one flesh can intercede for him. You can actually ask God to smack your husband upside the head because that's his son, right? And do whatever is necessary, Father, Heavenly Father, do whatever is necessary, even if it causes harm to my husband. Use force if necessary to break him free from this. Get his attention. Just don't kill him. Right? Very extreme prayer, very extreme language. I get that. She prayed that prayer. And the porn had gotten so bad that the, the husband's shame was so heavy that he actually uh, built an uh, apartment out in the garage for himself because he did not 
feel comfortable being in the house with his wife and kids anymore because of his shame. Like that's how extreme it was. And I said, let him build his tree house out there. Okay. Just let it happen. Go to God, stop nagging him. It's not working. Go to his father. His yeah. father will take it and believe God will intercede. And she did. And she had that faith. And bro, it was a very short amount of time later that the husband came in one day and he said, I apologize for building an apartment out there. I don't know what I was thinking. That, that's just the weirdest, most logical thing. And I really want to stop this porn, right? And, and he just, God started just coming into his life and he started to just acknowledge the shame, acknowledge the addiction and slowly over time got set free of that. And, and that wife got her husband back and those kids got their father back. Now, an extreme, an extreme example, but I want to say to every listener right now, if you are in a Christian marriage, then God is in it with you. And if you put all your faith in him and give him permission to smack your spouse upside the head in whatever way is needed for that spouse, God will, God will come in and do what you ask. So I just challenge you, uh, if that's something you want to do that extreme, I don't recommend it for everybody, but man, that wife was sure grateful. What's uh, Carl, what do you see from there? What yeah, no, I mean, I what what I was saying was, you know, that's like a last resort, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the assumption is you've you've gone to him, you've done some of these other things. I mean, I've never Correct. heard necessarily that, but I, I like that, you know, because like some people need to be. Here's the thing, like a lot of most, we'll just say addicts, right? Uh, most addicts usually need some sort of rock bottom moment. Not saying that always is the case, but often it is, right? And so sometimes that rock bottom moment is going to be when you say, hey, listen, if if you if you can't, if you don't want to pursue this at all, um, me and the kids are going to be gone at some point. Like I've known a lot of guys that that's that was the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because going back to the whole why, right? It wasn't about oh, I'm doing this because my wife is nagging me. It's, hey, I'm doing this because I value my marriage and my kids. And so I don't want to lose them. And so I'm going to put this other crap aside because that's so much better, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about, it's it's all how you frame it, right? So uh, yeah, you could say it's extreme. I don't think it's that extreme. I mean, I think that's, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty cool idea. It's like, hey, just, like you said, God is in it with you. And it's like, hey, I'm just going to give him over to God and let him take it. But, you know, again, at what point? I don't know. I can't tell the person. But, it's, you know, like I said, if it was my daughter, tried everything, nothing's happening. You got to do what you got to do. You know? Yes, I agree. So BC Nation, try everything on your own. If you're in that type of marriage right now, try everything on your own. And then when you get to the edge of yourself, please give it over to God. Because until you fully surrender your marriage and the addiction contained within it to him and give him full control over how he wants to handle it, you have not tried everything. Maybe in your own human strength, but your strength is not enough for certain addictions. It's just not. We need God's power, God's strength to break, break us out, to set us free. All right, Carl, man, powerful conversation. Um, I know God's going to set one listener free today. 
I just know it. Uh, I believe in that. Um, I'd like to say, well, let's just get right into it. Welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yeah. All right, man. What's your favorite thing about God? Uh, His love. What is your least favorite thing about God? (laughs) In, In the moment, his justice. But I also know that's part of his love. Yeah, well said. What are you most afraid of? Uh, Failing. Got it. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. We just discuss a major uh, popular struggle out there. What are you currently struggling with now, um, either professionally or personally? It's both the same as it's the same battle with me all the time is just trying to get over this idea of, uh, hey, am I enough? Right. And knowing that I that I am. But like, still, hey, you don't have to, you know, it goes back to the whole failing thing, right? I mean, I just have had a lot of insecurity growing up. And um, that's the thing I'm always battling. It's like, Carl, it's not on you, right? You know, if this, this, if this thing does great or doesn't do great, it's not on you. It doesn't say anything about you as a person. But trying to get that from here to here on a daily basis takes some work. Yeah. Living as if you're enough. is completely different than yeah. knowing it, right? Uh, yes. what did, yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, this past way too much time. Um, man, I don't worrying, I guess okay. maybe Got it. Yeah. to some extent. Yeah. It could be good as well. You know, I had one guest say, uh, I spent way too much time, uh, doing a lot of inner healing on myself and I'm really happy I did. And I was like, cool perspective. Uh, what yeah, secret, I like that. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear I have about people. Um, you mean just in general, like when I meet a person? Yeah. Just like how they relate to you, how you relate to them. Uh, I'm always, I'm always worried or not worried, but I'm always like, you know, am I getting a real deal? Mm. Like that's important to me, you know? If, so that's, that's huge. Am I getting the real Am I getting the real person here or am I getting like, you know, just uh, a photocopy to show me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? His love, <laughs> how his love works. Um, I grew up pretty legalistic in, in many ways. And, yeah, you know, just I, I picture God as like the Zeus with the thunderbolts. Right. So, yeah, wish I would learn that a lot sooner. Yeah, same here. What's a new habit you want to create in your life? New habit I want to create. Um, I wouldn't call it necessarily a new habit, but it's a habit we need to get better at is like uh, working with our kids in terms of like discipleship and stuff like that. You know, not not letting that kind of drift off at times when life gets busy. We got to get way better at that. Got it. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Bad habit I want to break. Um. And then you said, don't overthink it. Um, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I have bad habits. I'm just trying to think of one. Um, I'll go simple. Eating potato chips. How about that? Yeah, well, simple. Pick three words <laughs> to describe who you are now. Um, free. Um, authentic. And uh, 
you know, a leader. So, yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were before God set you free from porn addiction. Uh, shameful, uh, inefficient or less. Yeah. Inefficient, I guess would be a good word. Um, and, uh, unfulfilled. Yeah. And last question, call, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends, your wife, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, all of it. What would you say to them? Well, you know, from a spiritual perspective, it'd be like, Hey, you know, pursue God and and your relationship with him uh, because, you know, ultimately that's, that's enough. Right. So uh, from a non-spiritual, like every layman's terms, it's like the same thing I tell my kids. I'm like, Hey, look, you can't worry about what people think. You just got to go. You got to do it. So kind of same thing. One's a little less, one's a little less churchy. The other one's more churchy, but at the end of the day, bottom line is, yeah, God says you're enough. You got to, you got to be cool with that. Yeah. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about surrendering um, their porn addiction to God? Uh, Yeah. At the end of the day, the reality is they're not that bad. You know, I mean, because it's sexual and sexuality is a huge part of our identity. And it is, we are sexual beings at the end of the day. It's not something we should be ashamed of. Uh, it makes sense that G, that Satan would attack that. And um, yeah, like, so you feel that much worse about your brokenness, but, and you're not, you're not that, you know, God loves you. And, and, and he says, you're good. You're good. You know, you're good. That's what he said when he created you, you know, he saw his creation and said it was good. So that's, um, yeah. Awesome. And what is the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose and remind us where they could go get that 10-day uh, free uh, product that you have? Yes. TripleXChurch.com um, kind of serves as like a launching point for pretty much everything we do. So that's an easy one. Uh, LiveFreeCommunity.org is our app. And it's also uh, right on the homepage is where you can sign up for that 10 day action plan. And then if you're a spouse, check out livefreewives.org. That's a free community, completely free community uh, for women struggling uh, in a marriage with, uh, it, it is just for women, uh, mm-hmm. for married to men that are, that are dealing with um, porn addiction or sexual integrity issues, whatever, adultery, any, any sorts of thing. Awesome, so brother. You'll you'll find all our info there. Carl, thank you for being on Broken Catholic, and I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock? in the morning time is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things you're not keeping your word in the matter you're letting people down maybe your own spouse or kids do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated which is turning into anger are you battling addictions right now are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines if any of these you connect with 
then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.